Welcome to your Full Circle Friday. My name is Sarah, a certified trauma recovery coach with Full Circle Wellspring. Trauma causes a disruption in our neural pathways and can halt survivors from staying connected to themselves, others, and the world around them. They can abandon or exile parts of themselves behind a wall of shame and fear. These episodes are dedicated toward understanding trauma and learning about outside resources, adjunctive services, recommendations, techniques, coping skills, and more to support and encourage the survivor on their journey back to their authentic selves. Let's get started. Today's topic is repressed memories. So today comes with a disclaimer. Number one, I have no scientific degree. I also have no clinical backing for this topic. And finally, I probably have no business putting this out here. (laughs) Yes, I know it's discredited by some sciences, balked at in some of the legal community, and a highly controversial topic. So why not, huh? I mean, humor me, right? As a trauma recovery coach, I would be remiss to not shine a light on something that is huge in the collective trauma survivor world. I'm going to say outright, in case you want to skip this, this is an episode in favor of repressed memories that I personally believe they exist and I have personal experience with this. So there's that. I'll give you a second to find the off button if you'd like. But if you're still with me, All I want to do here is give a bit of info, define a few terms, and lay out some resources if you find this educational piece helpful. To be clear, from the literature, repressed memories seem to be present vastly in trauma brains and very uncommonly in non-trauma survivors. According to medical journals, repressed memories are like the capstone of trauma response. It's like the top of the line of avoidance, dissociation, disconnection. In other words, if you have repressed memories, it's for a paramount reason. There's a lot of respect to be given, in my opinion, to the brain for why it chooses to sort some things into the repression box. A clinical psychologist in DC attempts to explain how your brain does this by saying that it, quote, drops the memory into a non-conscious zone, a realm that you do not think about, unquote. I understand the controversy, truly. I get how it can make sense and also make no sense. I also know that the understanding of the mind is still a work in progress. So we barely know a fraction of what the brain is capable of. Is it really a long shot to believe that the brain can hide something from its own self? I mean, if you think about it, ultimately the brain's operating system is all about organizing clutter. Dreams are basically largely believed to be a key tool that your brain's used to sort out something it can't understand, right? It's like a nighttime defragging to categorize your day's activities. It's as if these repressed memories went into a trash bin icon on your desktop. Poof, there, it's gone. And continue on operating on your brain goes, right? We know from computers, though, that we can easily access the trash bin. Now, the layman of the world would just click empty trash can and then honestly have no idea how to retrieve it from there. Some of us more tech-savvy folks would know that you can system restore and undo the delete. 
Beyond that, if the system restore point was deleted too, then what? Well, a lot. For hackers, for one, they seem to have no problem with data retrieval, whether it's deleted three times or zipped in a password protection or locked away in the cloud, right? The FBI has no issue bringing in its special operatives when they need to hunt something off of a computer that's been removed. Wait, it, even beyond the system restore trick? Wait, wait, how? <laughs> I have no idea. But we know that they can do this, right? That's the important part. So why then is it such a stretch to believe that your human brain, which has a lot of computer similarities, doesn't have a trash bin or an empty trash bin option on something horrible that you went through on X date in time? And if so, then why can't we see that someone could use the system restore button to get it back? Or beyond that, more technical support therapy to unrepress what was once repressed. Yes, I know, unrepressed is not a word, but it should be, right? So I'm using it. <laughs> this idea of repressed memories, this is a beautiful representation of a protector. That's from the IFS. So check out that episode if you missed what IFS means. This is perhaps one of the strongest protectors. In fact, truly, can something even hurt you if you can't remember it at all? This repressed protector part of us is doing a job to keep us safe, something we can be really grateful for. The retrieval of said memories also somehow seems to have its place in healing. I know I joked about unrepressing them, but it's actually called recovery. Repressed memory recovery is a thing. It's not an exact science, but there are methods that are available for uncovering what the mind is covering from itself. IFS can work for some, along with EMDR, guided visualizations, revisiting locations, pictures, smells, trance writing, hypnotherapy, psychedelics. These are just a few, but actually everyday occurrences can bring repressed memories flooding back to the mind. Flashes of scenes from something someone said, random visions coming to you in your dreams, there's smells and scents that can bring you right back to your trauma and more. And then, of course, there's the question of why does the brain repress memories in some people and not in others? These are questions we really can't answer. But that's why I chose to write as briefly and uneducated on this topic as I did, because repression is important to understand as a trauma survivor or someone who works with survivors. If you have a feeling that you have repressed memories, please find a coach or a therapist to work with. If you've accidentally uncovered repressed memories, understand that you may be in the throes of re-traumatization and you should definitely seek support. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. If you have questions after listening to this or want support with your repressed memories, feel free to reach out. As always, I will do my best to guide you to the best resources. I'm still learning about this topic, so maybe in the future, I'll revisit it with a more informed and personal way as I grow from my own mind's repression. So stay tuned. In the meanwhile, take good care of yourself. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Trauma Survivorhood. This has been written and created by your host, Sarah, a trauma recovery coach. For more info about me, trauma recovery resources, or to check out our support groups, classes, free survivor circles, 
private coaching, and more, visit www.fullcirclewellspring.com. Schedule a complimentary 20-minute discovery call to see if coaching is right for you. For the latest info on schedules and updates, follow us on Facebook at Full Circle Wellspring. All other media, social links, blogs, and show notes are posted in the episode guide below. Until next time, be well, survivors.